Hi, I'm Isra Kwonga. And I'm Ryan Hunt. And we co-host Stadio, a football podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. Twice a week, Musa and I talk about the goings-on in men's and women's football around Europe and sometimes around the world. We like to zoom in, we like to zoom out, we like to make some silly references. So if you like soccer or football, make sure you search for Stadio, a football podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Think we got it? Yep, that's good. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Shout out to that guy, yes. The Majestic. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Mage. Mage. Ma 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 Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat. Enjoy yourself, everyone. We're back with another week of wrestling talk and hijinks. I join you from New York City, home of the former 24-7 and forever 24-7 champion, me, Peter Rosenberg. I'd also like to welcome in from Philadelphia, the physically congested often stack guy greg yeah what's going what why the shots we don't i mean am i congested today probably probably but why is congestion a shot i mean no one should feel bad about congestion well you know what this uh, around this time of year you're all gonna be in my boat anyway winter's coming winter is coming so well said we'll all have we'll all have a day speaking of which what a house of dragons finale my god and then we say in los angeles to a man who's obviously got a lot going on because he's already up and wearing a suit it's it's 7 a.m. out there, 35 at 35. Uh, my former agent Brian Dipperstein. Dipperstein. <laughs> I've never seen suited dip too. This is this is new. You haven't. You you've, uh, you've oh, never and, lived. You've never wait, lived. If, no, yeah, you. That means you haven't seen it in a while. Because when you first met him, you probably he used to wear it to wrestling shows practically. <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean, in, in the before times, pre-COVID Dipperstein, it was it was I was sleeping I was sleeping in suit pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> He was he was suited and booted one thousand percent. I'm wearing a very expensive Hermes tie today. A Ew. very beautiful, beautiful tie for the you people. got you spent money on a Hermes tie. Yeah, you got to spend money to make money. P. That's that's still wow, 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 wee wah. You think hey guys, I know people in this town? 
how about this? We have uh, on this new board that I have the new uh, the new Rodecaster Pro Two. Listen to this. I can put effects on my voice. Think about all the options we have for characters. First of all, I can become evil. Like this. <gasps> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's mage. Very mage. <laughs> no matter what I say, it sounds mage. <laughs> That's very that's very super villain. Wow, very good. And then if I want to go Jimmy, Jimmy Hart. Hey, baby, listen. You got to get in there, Dip. You got to get into work today and, and make those deals. Get those deals done, Dip. Wow. Well, pretty good, right? Yeah, Can we I get Jewish JR in one of these voices? Jewish JR. What is a Jewish JR? Oh, there's the beat button. How about this one? Also <laughs> interesting. Then there's this one. And this one. And <laughs> that's it. You're having too that's much it. fun with this. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, there's a lot that can happen with this, though, because when something is really worthy, I can hit him with this. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into the week that was. Oh, wait, let's start with Dip. Dip, unless you have anything that's just been bothering you all week that you need to get off your mind. Maybe you stayed at a hotel. You weren't happy with the experience. You had a flight. <laughs> My back. My oh. back is, is bad again. It's so crazy. Anything can happen with the back. All I did was just reposition myself while laying in bed watching uh, SmackDown. And, uh, and that's all it's it It's rare to get injured watching wrestling. You don't hear about that every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I was that so didn't distraught. Didn't bring awareness to this issue, honestly. <laughs> I, really I was what? so distraught over um, over uh, the bloodline, and uh, that I just, I, I just, I all I did was just, you know, jerk myself to the right. That was it, and that was you the know, end of the road. Though we've come to the end of the road. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm gonna try to. Res- I'm not gonna overdo it. Okay, I promise. Um, oh, yeah, I'm just right. trying to remember. Did I watch? Did I watch SmackDown? What was the main event on SmackDown? Anyone remember? Anyone? I don't remember what the main event was, but it did close out with uh, Sami Zayn telling Jey Uso not to go to the ring to confront oh. Logan Paul, and he does. And, anyway. Oh yeah, I saw it. I saw and it. Then- I saw it. And then he beat the hell out of Logan Paul. Yeah. And then Logan at the end got a little revenge on them on the way out. Yes. Yeah. That one lucky shot that he's been warning everybody about. And we got a backstage spiel from uh, Bray Wyatt. Yes. It seems like they're creating. Do you guys agree that it, like they're they're trying to create a separation between Bray Wyatt and like whatever takes over him? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious that it's, uh, I, you know, I don't want to use the word Jekyll and Hyde situation because that's sort of what he did before, but it's obvious that they're going in a direction of him versus himself. And there's going to, you know, it'll come to a, I guess, his, his, my guess, like his, I don't know, I think they're still trying to figure out who the first feud is going to be, but for now it's Bray versus himself, which is kind of genius and meta. It does, it does feel Very like meta. that's, that's what's, but that is what it is, right? That's what it feels yes. like it is. I, I have a lot of commentary on SmackDown this week. I, I, I think that the, the situation that they're doing with Liv Morgan, where they're making her extreme, I think this is sort of a genius way to go, to be completely honest. Like, really? If you're, yeah. Because, you know, we, the, the whole criticism of her against Ronda Rousey was that she wasn't badass enough. She wasn't a believable, you know, contender to someone with that type of prowess. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, to counteract that, she loses the belt and then starts doing the craziest thing she's ever done in her career, um, ex- you know, extreme wise. And so I think that's a cool dichotomy as to it, what they've done with her character. And and really, it's the, physically, it's the way she has to go if she wants to be impactful as a performer. She just she just doesn't seem to have the physical strength unless she changes who she is. She doesn't seem to have the physical strength to overpower anyone. Yeah. So the extreme would be what make you got to go athletic or extreme right and and it didn't have to just be the physical strength right because like she doesn't have the aerial arsenal either of like a ray mysterio or like a high fly who's just gonna be so no. fast they wear you down so no. it's like she doesn't have the physical strength she doesn't have the the technical wrestling skills or like the the you know the background of like a natty or a shayna 
and she's not Ray, so she just needs to be somebody that can beat your ass. Like so scrappy, she beats your ass. Right. And it and feels w- like a gimmick change to me. It does feel like a gimmick change. You're so feeling I'm, something. I'm pleased with it. Yeah, it's something. It's something. And the other thing I wanted to say is, could LA Knight like shock everybody and become a star? Is it yeah, possible? I don't think it, I don't think people would be shocked. I think I think that was some of the some of the at least the reaction when they brought him up as as Max Dupree was that they took away all of his shine and everything that that he had um, that people saw on the independents and in Impact and in, in NXT. So now that he has that all back, I don't think people would be shocked at all if if he um, becomes a star. He's so trying to emulate Steve Austin, the way he walks, the way he talks. And he's, Steve Austin's not a bad person to emulate, but it's just so blatant that he's been, he's been studying Austin tapes. Am I, am, am I wrong to say that? I mean, it's just like blatant. Yeah, I see a little I mean, bit of it. Yeah, I see it too. I see a little yeah. bit of it too. I don't know if I would say it's blatant or that's like he, he's, a, he's a complete copy, but, but I see it. I see what you're saying. Speaking of Steve Austin, did you see um, Sam Roberts dressed up as Steve Austin at uh, Halloween Havoc? <laughs> I, did, I did see that. <laughs> I, I haven't done the Halloween Havoc deep dive yet. I need to do that. I heard it was a tremendous show. So Really? Is that, is that what people are saying? Yeah, there's chatter. it was. Yeah, there's Halloween Havoc chatter. Do I know anyone? Who, who do I know? We should play a game called Who Does Peter Know From Halloween Havoc? Uh, you, okay, I feel like you probably know people. Did Toxic Attraction have a match? Yes, Mandy Rose had a match. Perfect. I mean, you know Mandy Rose. I, I do. You know Braun Breaker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Do you know Carmelo Hayes? Yeah, so you know Carmelo Hayes. He was in the match. He's by the way, I, by the way, I forgot to tell you guys. I saw Braun Breaker at the last pay per view. What are your teeth? Pre- he's premium, tiny, right? Premium live event. Oh yeah, no, he was not. in. He was at Philly. They put him in the front row. I gotta tell he's you. Short. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a, a fighter. He so he doesn't like. Uh-huh. Ma- nice. He didn't jump out to me as short. Um, seems like a GG though. Yeah, seems like a GG. So you're he's a GGBF. A GG a GG what? Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He's he. I don't think he's a BF. He just seemed like a a, a GGBB. I see. Great guy, Braun Breaker, you know? Seems like a lovely guy. <laughs> double G, double B. Double B, the double G. Um, all right, so uh, SmackDown, you said you had other thoughts. What What did we think of... I still think... Let me. I'll say what I think. You guys can respond. Logan Paul, I still think remains a complicated thing in terms of where it, what you can do with him long term. Not that he can't be effective and have a good match with Roman. I think he will. I think he's a freak and he'll somehow be good. But I just think character-wise, guys, the crowd still has no idea what to do with Logan Paul. He's coming out like a baby face, but the crowd, A, loves the bloodline. Like We have now crossed into that territory. Like We are basically at full-on cheering for the bloodline. Yeah. They can do no wrong. I would say that's accurate. They can yes. do they right? can do no wrong. Which which by the way, it happens naturally. You can't fight the fans for loving what they love, but it can often spell the beginning of the end. Well, in the Put case the of the bloodline though, to break up. In the case of the bloodline though, too, I think they have the right collection of people, right? Like between the Usos. Heyman, Roman, and Sammy, these are people who they will take in the adulation and then when they want you to hate them, you like you will hate them. There's no You think Roman no still has that? I don't know if I think Roman has uh, Sammy does. Sammy, Sammy can make has you, it. Sammy Heyman definitely has it. Heyman has it. Has it. Sure. Heyman has it. Roman might have it. Per- Ro- and this is so shocking to say. Because there was a period when wrestling fans, purists, hated Roman so much. And I would say Roman might now be at the point where I, I think he's just going to get cheered. I think this run has been so awesome that people see him just differently now. Like he just is a different guy. When you see him, you you go, oh, my God, that's the man. Like you can't that that's what he exudes. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how much he can get booed. He'd and- have to maybe against Cody. Maybe against Cody, he. But can like get he booed. does things in the room, in the ring that that gets him booed though. Like he, you know, because fans want action all the time, and then so he'll slap on a headlock, 
and just talk shit. Damn right talk he shit will. to the ref, to his opponent, to the fans. Um, he turns the crowd in that way. Like he he stops the offense. Like he 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 gets in his bag of of sort of controlling the crowd. Maybe not so much on the mic. Because well, let me tell you this, SGG. Let me just say this. It's great that Logan Paul's match with Roman is in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh yeah. Because the crowd there is a wild card. You don't know which which way they'll go. And my guess is, you know, you don't generally, it doesn't follow the exact way that things are in arenas in the U.S. Yeah, I feel like internationally they get more kayfabe. Right. Like, so it could so it could work well for them there. So I do. I, it's probably not coincidental that, that they decided to use Logan Paul in that spot because you get to use him and you don't have to worry about whether or not he's cheered because you can still make him the baby face on TV for that match. Yeah. And um. I w- I'm glad you brought up the crowd in Saudi Arabia. I was going to point that out too when you mentioned Logan Paul and just how like you never know what reaction he's going to get. I feel like it's it really does vary from crowd to crowd how, how they respond yeah. to Logan Paul. So it was it was smart to give him sort of the homecoming hometown crowd. But it's funny I, the, the only true babyface pop he's still gotten SGG is after he performs. Yeah. After a match, yeah. he yeah. gets the cheers. Yeah. Then the next Monday he walks out on TV and everyone's like and I think it's, it's because he's a natural heel and everybody knows it. Like, I, Yeah, I mean. He might be a great guy, but uh, uh, in terms of the character and how he presents himself on camera and, and carries himself, like the average person can't relate and, to that. And because of that, I maintain I would have stuck with Logan Paul and Miz as a tag team, made them tag team champions. I would have run that for a while. Yeah. They, they jumped to making him a babyface. I think he could have lived with the Miz for quite a while. Anyways, Dip, any other big takeaways from SmackDown? Mm. I I just don't think that Omos and Braun Strowman feels like much. Um, oh. You know that's there was a little bit of that on Raw last night too, or on on Monday night too. But I it's just feeling don't, I, what just shoved together to you. Yeah, it's feeling shoved. It's feeling, feeling shoved. shoved. You're feeling shoved. Yeah, and I feel shoved with the with the Brock Lesnar Bobby thing. I'm I'm yeah. sorry. I know it's interesting to see them in the ring together, and we all want no, this. It feud. doesn't have a lot of a lot. I disagree of, with both no of those. You really. I don't know how you disagree with either of those statements. I mean, there's no story between either in a in a in an effort for they're, they're making a concerted effort to tell stories and have real feuds. And the only the only situation between between Omos and Braun Strowman is that they're both physically large. That is what confirmed is physically large. Yeah, that is the story there that they're both tall and that Braun Strowman needs to look up at him. That's the no. story. I think I think you've been missing it respectfully. Okay. Like, all right, like, give it a MVP, shot. MVP MVP has been. Well, first of all, since MVP, MVP has been paired, is just squawking that he's since, tall. Since MVP has been paired with <laughs> with uh, Omas, he's been staying that like this. He's the one Colossus, and he's the giant, right? He's he staked that claim and planted that flag, and then Braun comes back and says, "No, I'm the true monster of WWE." So I think mm. it. I don't think they needed to go there right away. I agree, they got there kind of fast, but the fact that. Braun is sort of claiming this territory that Omos claimed is like, yeah, there can be only one true monster, why? giant, whatever. Why, why is whatever that true? Why, why can't you have multiple monsters? Why can't, you why can't, can't we all just do it You know why you can't? Because MVP is not going to allow that. MVP is not going to allow somebody else to even come close to making the claim. So they got to fight for it. I, I uh, think this is a terrible argument. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I rarely do this. I'm going to weigh in. You lost the first argument. On to the next one. Because that no, wasn't yeah. a story. That is no. the story. That no, is the it story. It's that they- not. It's just two big guys fighting over who's the biggest. That's not a story. That's not interesting. It is. I, mean, it, I think. It, it I think exists. it is interesting because look who it is. It's Omos and it's Braun, and that match is going to be just visually. It's going to be exciting to see to see who gets. Oh, the I upper agree with that. See- I think we'll be enjoy seeing them in the ring together. But Dip's point was about. Doesn't I don't think care who much wins there. or loses. That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. He doesn't. Right. Why do you? No, who are you nothing. rooting for? Brought you're, rooting, people. you're rooting for the action, honestly. You're rooting for the action. We're rooting for action. I get vault. All right. So what's you, the other? You watch wrestling and don't root for action. I mean, that's not I what root. you know. You root for a good. You root for a winner or a loser. You don't just root necess- for them to work. <laughs> no. I mean, it's not, not always. Every, no. I mean, SGG, not you're going sometimes, to get sometimes I do. Trophies? Sometimes I do root for a winner or a loser. Sometimes I root for the action. No, SGG, this is classic pretzel SGG because now you sound like you're a fan of a Young Bucks match. Like, I just want to see spots. Just show no. me what you can do out no, there. It's, it's not true. The story that they the story that they're telling about who who's going to be the the big giant and the attraction of it all. Makes you root for the for the action, and that's the whole reason they have Braun and Omos 
on the roster in these spots and they're using them in this way is that you don't need to put them out there to to be super compelling or tell a great technical story or anything like that or give you a five-star match. You put them out there for the attraction of it all, and that's what this is going to be. So, like, different things in wrestling but you, get you, you, you would, in different you ways. But you think that you would prefer this to if they really tried to tell a story between the two of them? Braun comes back. MVP starts sidling up to Braun and talking about, I can make you the monster you need to be. I can blah, blah, blah. Then completely one day blindsides him and beats him down with Omos. That wouldn't have made this more I think that's compelling. too complicated for what you for what you have because that's too complicated. Yeah, I think that's I think that's making it unnecessarily. What are you saying right I think now? that's making it unnecessarily convoluted between those two people. How, that's oh, convoluted. God. That's like a basic story. That's, that's a, a basic, basic wrestling, wrestling story. story. It's, un, it's unnecessarily it's unnecessarily convoluted for SGG. And you Braun. can't book. They're booking it like it's 1973. It's not. It's not Andre the Giant who shows up to your town once a year. So you're so excited to see the big man. We see Braun and Omos every week. That's exactly what hell, but Braun just got back. So you're right. That's exactly what they're doing. They're going back to Andre the Giant Bakes John Stud. That's all it is. That's literally all it is. Yeah, but okay. that doesn't work in 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 I don't think it works. I think when the bell rings, you're gonna see that it works. Oh, uh, when the bell rings, we're gonna see a repug match. We all know that. They're both the, slow. I think when the bell rings, you're gonna see that it works. Uh, you're gonna see some chops and punches and kicks. All right, so, move on, move on to the, the other, other story, one, which is which is even less of a story. Brock Lesnar and, 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 oh, Brock Bobby, and Bobby Lashley. Yes, what is the Brock and Bobby story? We're yeah, tell, tell us this. Let's we're in the opening. We're in the opening chapters of this story. First of all, I'm not sitting in the writer's room. So if you're not entertained by even the prospect of Brock Bobby, then I don't know what to tell you. Because that is How basically... Many? I've seen all the moves. I've seen all the things they're going to do in dip, the ring. Then check out. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. But I am not fair out of that. Hold on. You, you, hold on. You, that, but then change your argument, SUG. Then you should say, no, there's not much of a story yet, but I don't care because I just want to see these dudes wrestle. That's a that's a, no. that's no. an argument you no, can but have. What Dip's what dip saying is that WWE is completely dropping the ball on getting people excited about this and blah, blah. And what, I th- what I'm saying is that Everything doesn't need to be everything doesn't need to be Shakespearean before the fans can tap in. And that in terms of Brock and Bobby, WWE has not pulled the trigger on them in something like 20 years. It's a thing that fans have wanted to see. They want to see them clash. We got a taste. We got a taste of it. We got a taste of it at the Royal Rumble, where um, Bobby won the title with some shenanigans, thanks to Roman. And now they have some unfinished business. It's as simple as that to me. I know I, the un, the unfinished business uh, cheat code is just never <laughs> never quite is anything for me. We have unfinished business. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Then it it works for me because I that, to me I mean, that's this, how this, that's this how you is... start a feud, right? That's what a rivalry is. It's people coming together and pulling apart because there's unfinished. It's how you get to Brock Roman. <laughs> for what is it seven years of Brock and Roman but it, that wasn't really good like was it it wasn't really good I mean no no Brock and Roman have been individually amazing I would say sort of in spite of their story which by the end people were like I when they had their last main event you think people were really geared up for the way they could have been for Brock and Roman yeah I don't didn't feel that way I, I didn't feel that way I thought the first one it was the Saudi one was interesting the Paul Heyman involvement was interesting. That was something. The throwing the belt in between both of them, that I thought was something. I don't know. I, listen, I, I, th- I think we have, I lean towards dip on this. I want stories. This even, is why. Even, even as like easy as like um, Bobby could have been out and been like, listen, like everybody wants to see me versus Brock Lesnar. This is they even could have just told the the actual story of what it is of what the actual situation is and it would have been more interesting. <laughs> see that to me just, would have been lazy. That to me would have been lazy. Just everybody wants to see lazier it, than so what, having Brock Lesnar just run down and beat him up and all of a sudden they hate each other. That's, yeah, that's Bobby, not lazy. Bobby took a title off of Brock. Brock took a title off of Bobby. And now here they, they are. I, I didn't even at remember Saudi. That, you know, everyone's take the titles off of each other. Everyone's had fifty sure. titles. Sure, <laughs> sure. You know, I go back to that argument, like, yeah. how many, like, okay. you know, he, he once beat me for the title. He beat me for the title. We beating each other for the title. Roman had the title. Brock had the title. Bobby had the title. This one yeah, had the title. That, Everyone and that, title. You know what that, you know what sums that word, that all up in one word? That's called a rivalry. That, that's no, how it's it works. not. But SG, it's not. That's, that's, a rivalry. that's a rivalry. That's a rivalry in competitive sports. 
That That's is right. not a rivalry. It's not even a rivalry. So wait, competitive rivalries court. don't exist in wrestling. Is rivalries in wrestling require juice. They require story. They require emotion. It's not just one versus the other in athletic contests. That's it's very fake. rare. And, and yes, and, it's not real contests. It's 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 it's, it's it is a story. The whole <laughs> thing is okay. It's we it's just we just firmly entered into yeah we firmly entered into agree to disagree ter- territory. Yeah, you, we have a I, fundamental difference on what firmly, wrestling is. I believe wrestling is storytelling. You believe territory. it's an actual sport. Where no, people, that's not. You're, you're putting words in my mouth to be reductive. I don't believe it's an actual sport. But if people don't lawyer me, ultimately, SGG. don't you? No, you are. You, you are putting words in my mouth. You okay. are putting words you in my mouth. You did not win no, a Pete, point today. I don't. No, and now I don't you're care. Me, I don't care about. I don't care about convincing you or Dip or anybody else who's listening. You're, but you're putting words in my mouth right now. I didn't say that it's a it's whatever you said it's about that storytelling doesn't matter. I'm saying that in wrestling, it ultimately gets settled in the ring. And so, yes, there's a storytelling element. Yes, you have to compel the fans. Yes, you have to pull them in. But with it ultimately being settled in the ring, that is how you get a rivalry with people coming together to settle it in the ring over the course of time, multiple times, throughout months, throughout years, whatever. That's called a rivalry. I'm not saying there's no storytelling to it. Yes, in regular I'm saying, sports. I'm not, not saying that there's no storytelling to it. I'm, hold on, I'm not done. I'm it's not saying that there's no storytelling to it, but I'm saying is that ultimately you have to settle it in the ring. And them going back and forth in the ring is what makes it a rivalry. Not just the story element, not just it. It's them settling in the ring. That's wrestling. And yeah, we've entered agree to disagree territory if you don't think that settling it that's in the ring matters. That's a of wrestling. That's one part of it. That's the physical part. The emotional part, which isn't required in the NBA or the NFL, is required in professional wrestling. Otherwise, but you say, but I'm not saying that they matches. don't have the. I'm not saying that they don't no, no. have the emotional part. I'm not saying but that you just need both. I'm not, but I'm saying this specific storylines we're speaking about do not have that, and that's the issue with them. You can say you're still interested in them, but it's really hard to argue. You did not put together an argument that either one has a story. You can you can still say you're excited for both. That's no. fine. No, what I, didn't put, what I didn't put together was what I, didn't, I didn't even care or try to convince Dip that this story is something. I didn't care or try to convince either one of you that the story is something. But I think that's what you're we doing. Can't say, we can't say that they don't have a story. You can't say that they don't. You can say that you're, like you said, you can say that you're not interested in the story the same way that I'm saying that I am interested in the story. But because I we're different people. I can say that Omos and Braun do not have a story. One is <laughs> a giant and one is a, somewhat of a giant. I don't think I, you I, can. I don't think you can. <laughs> It's giant versus somewhat giant. No, it's giant versus Jays. <laughs> All right. Okay, That's we'll let we'll let we'll let everyone make their own decision. Um, either way, I do think we're set for pretty interesting card. Like I, I think this is actually a Saturday afternoon that you, you you look forward to. And the last time we had a Saturday afternoon, that clash of the castle turned out to be flipping awesome. So understatement. I'm, I'm, so I'm so real quick. What are we? What are we? We're two weeks out now. There's one more week. Yeah, it's a week from Saturday. Week from Saturday. Um, kickoff show, by the way, on Peacock and YouTube. Um, you can check me out. I don't. I don't. You know what time the show starts? I do not. I'm, that time difference always is it noon? I want to say it's noon. Probably noon. My guess is 11 a.m. kickoff show, noon start. Although is Riyadh a different time zone it's probably further east right i mean my math's not that good well this one is on you (laughs) i would think it's an hour later there anyways it'll be a week from saturday in the afternoon um monday night raw last night um we got a long ms johnny gargano situation see now are they transitioning from Ms. Loomis to Ms. Gargano? It feels like it, but but my thing is, which is gonna sound ironic considering the last 15 to 20 minutes of this of this podcast, is <laughs> I can't wait. I can't is, wait for no, this. No, my thing is my thing is how do they how do they get there, right? Because I've been wondering why Loomis has been attacking the Miz. And that's really the question that I need answered. It's it's been fun. It's been interesting to see. It's it's been kind of cool to see all the different ways Loomis can sneak around and and get the Miz and look at him in the background of of different scenes. 
but the why has been dangling out there for for so long that you can't help can't help but wonder mm-hmm. yeah why why exactly is Miz the bad guy right now chances are that he is he's just getting picked Miz, on but, but I know but it's really <laughs> just like people making fun of his genitals yeah it's, it's true it's like it's like you see him he's he's tra- he's traumatized right now he's looking over his shoulder every time he does he he needs to be flanked by security he's constantly worried about his family the man broke into his home and it's like mm. It's not right. Why, why is he the bad guy in this situation? And it has to be more than because Johnny Gargano says so. He has to say his piece before we. Before well, no, we and then this, and this week decide. it was just like Johnny Gargano teamed up with our truth to to make wisecracks at Mrs. Expense. <laughs> it's true. By the way, can I just say, great to see my guy our truth back on TV. <sighs> yes, sorely missed because I I feel like that was that was what was missing from the last few weeks of Raw was like that levity. For as much as people, um, you know, for as much as people had their, I don't want to say retractions or detractions, but for as much as people talked about the last regime and criticized it, I feel like mm-hmm. that was one thing that Vince sort of had down was that even if it meant that the show felt disjointed or it didn't feel, it didn't flow properly, everybody got a little bit of something. And those comedy segments were there and they were they were held down for the most part. By our truth. But I will tell you, uh, it really started with in the last regime. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying is that like Vince made sure that like he'll give you some wrestling. He'll give no, you no, some. No, 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 no. I mean, no, I mean the lack of using him started then. Oh, maybe. Like it's, it's already been a while. They they were not like I, I hadn't seen the guy in forever. Which means I think he's the not, last time we saw him was the 24-7 championship wedding fiasco, maybe? Oh, yes. The, the old wedding fiasco. <laughs> Which, But shout out to him. He came back before the 24-7 championship did. True. That's true. So that's a positive. It was just nice to see the guy on uh, on TV again. Made me happy to, to see our truth. What else did you uh, enjoy about uh, Raw last night, SGG? Well, I want to double back to SmackDown, and that's Sola Sokoa. And Sheamus match. Ooh. And I mean, at this point, I got to give Solo his flowers too, man. He's not just like, you know, the bloodline is a family faction. So just off the basis of who his brothers were, he had a spot always in that faction. But like, he's backing up his reputation as like the street champion, best fighter, enforcer of the family. Because now that's two two WWE champions so far that he's gone toe-to-toe with and held his own in a match in uh, Sheamus and then like on his SmackDown debut he had Drew so he's he's not anybody that he like he firmly earned his spot in the bloodline as much as anybody can earn their spot um, in that faction yeah I've truly enjoyed everything he's done so far it's it's I, it couldn't be going any better and if you didn't hear the interview you can you can go back and listen to it or watch it on YouTube, but uh, really a talented, talented cat, man. I wonder what that guy's ceiling is. The way it's going now is like, I mean, you don't want to put too much pressure on it, but it feels like he could be probably the best one from that family when it's all said and done, you know? Maybe under this gimmick, maybe he goes through a couple of gimmick changes, but um, it's still early for him, so... As it progresses, he could probably be the one. Yeah, I think he could be the dude. He's pretty He's pretty great. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. 
When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Last night, the return of Nikki Cross. And at first, I was concerned she wasn't going to have the name Nikki Cross because they just kept yelling, that's Nikki. That's Nikki. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. She just can't. She can't be just Nikki. She can't. That's, that does not work as a solo name. It does not work. Graves kept being like, Nikki. And KP, that's Nikki. And then <laughs> finally, they hit us with a cross. And I'll tell you what, man. God, I got to tell you, that highlighted one of the worst I'm sorry. I, Nikki A.S.H. was ridiculous. It ruined. She was not able to be nearly as effective as she can be as this version of Nikki Cross. Now, it may have endeared her to some like kids and stuff, and there was some upside to that, having a character that was all lovable. And by the way, this is one of those rare cases where the person's personality is the complete opposite of what works for them as a character. Because Nikki Cross may be as nice, she may be as big a GG as there is in the entire WWE, but her character as just a GG did not work for me. Her <laughs> as a raving, raging lunatic, it actually works for me. I don't, I don't know. I, I got a little excited by it. I, I think that the women's division on Raw needs some spice. And the fact that she beat down Bianca and Bailey, I thought was interesting, SGG. And the rest of damage control, too. Oh, Don't yeah, and damage control. And, and the ref. And um, and I have to agree with you. You know, when the Nikki A.S.H. thing started, I was in. But I feel like they didn't go, they didn't, like, follow through with it enough, right? There wasn't enough merch and action figures and, and Halloween costumes and all the different things that you could do to sort of um, market it. Because she was going to deliver in the ring. You just had to market it. And then now that we got to this version, I really feel like I wish we got a moment where Dewdrop sort of beat the hero out of her mm -hmm. and then made it disappear. And then she comes back like this. So I feel like that story um, missed the beat or skipped the beat. But, but I'm with you, though, that she does feel more compelling, more dangerous, honestly, as... Um, as a psycho that'll beat the crap out of you, that that has no allies, doesn't trust anybody, is just a complete loose cannon. And I think it's I think it's gonna work better than the Nikki ASH thing. I, I think so too. This is gonna be a good thing. And I and I gotta tell you, I think we sort of need something else because I kind of said this last week, SGG. I'm not super feeling the Bianca damage control thing. It's never completely gotten there for me has it for you no i feel like i feel like, like it's, what's, it's missing something it is whether that's a new member or them actually feeling dangerous despite the fact that they have you know the women's tag titles um i don't think they need all the gold but i feel like i feel like they need they need just one a little bit more heat whether that's some muscle um or what they need something else. Yeah, there's just something slightly mm. about it. Yeah. And maybe uh -huh. maybe it's because, you know, 
Maybe it's because it is Bailey um, and two people who, I don't want to call them unknowns, but on as far as the main roster goes, like these are two people that she's trying to introduce to the fans. So maybe that's what it is, that the fact that like she's leading a faction and trying and tasked with sort of making her partners seem as important as she's been throughout the years. Maybe mm-hmm. that's it, is just tasking her with making the stars uh, is a lot without just going all in and and giving them all the gold and letting them run rough shot overall, which cannot happen because you got Bianca Belair right there who's marching firmly into, you know, women's Cena territory, right? Like, mm-hmm. huge baby face, beloved everywhere, does all the media, and is has been a great champion. Um, she hit a milestone recently as she crossed 200 days as Raw Women's Champion, the first um, black person in the modern era of WWE to have a championship, a world championship for over 200 days. Um, obviously singles, because, you know, the New Day already hit 400 days or 438 days, I believe they're at. Mm. So it's asking a lot for damage control to to suddenly be this dominating force with Bianca right there. So I think that's the, the yeah. The setup thing. the setup isn't great because you're talk you're trying to build a faction into seeming completely dominant, and you'll you're simultaneously doing that with a champion that's seen as completely dominant. Yeah. And the champion who's who's been that way for like two years, right? She marched into Mania, and she's the horsewoman killer too, which is the other problem for Bailey, right? Like she beat Sasha at Mania, then after that she was beating on Bailey. Bailey got injured. Becky comes back. She beats on Bailey for uh, Becky for a year, excuse me. And now Bailey's back, and it's like the whole time that's just what Bianca's been doing is <laughs> is collecting the four horsemen like Infinity Stones, the four horsewomen like Infinity Stones. So. Mm-hmm. It's asking a lot for for Bailey to overcome just that piece of it. Also, I think the fans are invested. I think they do care about her, and I think her matches do deliver. But but like you said, there's something that needs to take it over the top. That is, I don't think it's quite there yet. Anything else big you find yesterday from Raw or two days ago? Well, not necessarily big, but this is interesting, and I was going to hit it in the in the news segment. Which we did, which we forgot to do. So please feel free. Well, Carl Anderson was announced for a match at a at Crown Jewel. Okay. The problem was, <clears throat> excuse me, that Carl Anderson was also already booked for a match at a New Japan show that is the same day, <laughs> Saturday, November fifth, uh-uh. and so um, he went on social media said that, you know, no, he's not committed to that New Japan show because he wasn't properly booked. And then New Japan released a statement saying that um, if he doesn't show up to work that date that was scheduled before he signed to WWE, that they're going to strip him of the title and he's essentially fired from the company. But that, that I think, is very interesting that he's double booked in two different countries for, for November 5th, and he's a champion in New Japan. That is pretty interesting. And also goes to show you probably what the check meant in WWE. <laughs> yeah. And how impactful that check is. Yeah. That they need to get to, that they need to get that bag right away. Yeah, they were like, hey, you want to come over right now? He was like, done. Yeah. They're like, you sure you don't have any other like- obligations? He was like, nah. <laughs> he looked at I'm the title. Good. He looked at the title and said, no. What yeah? What are they gonna do? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm comfortable with this. Um, could still be at work. I could still be getting getting completely worked. I don't know how the I don't know how far Saudi is from Japan. I don't know what the time zone difference is. I don't know like how they could play with that and get him to both shows if they wanted to. But um, I'm I'm very curious to see how that how that ends up working out. And now, without any further ado, let's get into this week's Black Power Rankings. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blacker than black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black and I'm black. SGG, who do you have? I'm going to give it to Wes Lee. Uh, We talked a little bit about Halloween Havoc. There was an NXT North American Championship ladder match, which 
They love to do those, and with good reason. They always they always deliver. Wesley won the won the match. He is now the NXT North American Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but why I'm giving it to him too is because after the match, obviously the match was highly entertaining. People expecting big things for Wes, but after the match, WWE NXT social media released a video of Wesley putting his own side plates on the title. And I thought, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And then in the video, he says that, like, you know, when you're a king, you want to put the crown on your own head. Like, you don't want people doing this for you. So, like, he's he's attaching his side plates with his hands because he's going to be basically, like, one with this champion. Like, that's how much it means to him to do this is that he's doing it for himself. And I thought, like, that was very touching. And I probably butchered what he was saying, so I encourage everybody to go go out and watch the video for themselves. But I thought it was really cool to see, like, him that it meant that much to him that he was doing that for himself with like by his own hand. And that every time he holds up that title, like that's something he could take pride in that he, that he did that for himself. Well, I'll tell you what I have. And that is the aforementioned R truth who not only, who not only was great on raw, but then showed up to NXT. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, ghouls and goblins. Welcome to Halloween Heaven! He's just great. He's, as the years have gone on, it has really just turned into a full appreciation. So I'll give it to our truth Let's head in. How much longer do you think our truth can go? 20, 30 years. He looks like it, right? He looks like he has as as much time as he wants. He He is an absolute physical freak. The, the, he's it's it's crazy dude he's like in his early 50s he's 50 on the dot it's, it's he he'll be taking bumps forever like he'll be able to have a little match for as long as he ever feels like it i mean how long can he hit his little spinning move that could be hard but yeah, he's, he had to retire the spinner rooney after a while yeah and our truce is even harder he jumps in the air and spins on you like it's, but but our, he could do it for a long time, man. All right, let's get into One a little truth question before we jump to the mailbag. Oh, okay, are you inducting him into the Hall of Fame? Or who do you think gets that honor? <laughs> am, am I going to get that honor? I mean, listen, you guys had a one would say the most legendary rivalry for the twenty four seven championship was you and our. It's a great truth. point. I mean, you, it's a really, it's a really him, great point. You beat him at the Royal Rumble. It's a great point. It was Thunderdome pandemic era, but it was it was a great moment. And then he he assaulted you in a hotel room. It's a great point. And I had the nerve to show up on your morning show on the radio and talk about it. So this is this is twice that he's he sort of disrespected you on your radio programming. It's a good point. Uh, I would think. I mean, listen, Archer's been so great, man. Like, if not you, who it should if not, be, but if, if not, not me, I would say uh, John Cena would be ideal. Oh, childhood hero. That would be, and and they also had a real run together too. Like they did a bunch of stuff together. Um, him and Miz have a deep have a have a big history in the company. They've yeah, done a lot of stuff. Forgot about the awesome truth. Um, don't ever forget about the awesome. Which I don't truth. think they mentioned on on commentary on Monday, but um, so I'd say Cena, Miz, depending on the state of the world, honestly, Vince McMahon. Based on the things that everyone says about how Vince feels about our truth. Right. That he just like loves the guy. But ev- by the way, everyone loves the guy. He's the definition of a GG. All right. Now we hit some mail. We'll start with Tyler. Who says, gentlemen, I know a wrestling fan who owns a bar in East Boston. Short ride to the garden would be up for hosting a heat and greet. Would love to break bagels with the JWO. <laughs> Um, well, listen, if the Cheap Heat universe reaches out and tells us they're going to be in Boston in droves for Survivor Series, I'd be down to do something. The thing is, the pay-per-view's on a Saturday. The premium live event is on a Saturday. So it's kind of challenging. You you might be better off doing a, a, a post-heat and greet or like a... No, I can make, you, could do, you could do schmears that day. Yeah, early. But if we do beers and schmears, guys, if anyone ever shows up again with just generic plain bagels and the Philadelphia little packets, it's beef. Just so you know. Wasn't even Philadelphia whipped either. No. 
No, come on. Uh, let's go to Alex, whose subject is airport lobster. <laughs> Sweet Pete SGG and the busiest man on the West Coast. Traveling today, and here's an unsolicited data point. Lobster sandwiches are currently $29 at the Minneapolis airport. Stay mage, Alex from Memphis. Alex, I'm going to tell you something right now. 29 that ain't even crazy for the airport. That's actually a Minnesota price. I'm Is guessing it really? if you tried to get a if you tried to get a lobster sandwich, if it existed at JFK or LaGuardia SGG, you're in it for at least maybe $40. The, the level of price gouging happening in this country right now is wild. I got to say, man, God did me a solid, yo. Shout out shout out to him because you shouted me, out God on the podcast. We never seen this before. He made me cheap and allergic to shellfish, which was going to be the most expensive stuff on the menu. So I don't have to worry about it anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that was big. Didn't yeah, who, God, who had God. who had God appearing on Cheap Heat on their bingo card this I week? I didn't. I didn't. Future WWE Hall of Famer potentially God. He tagged with Shawn Michaels at one time, so uh, you know, does get better than that. What about Robot Jewish Jr? Maybe he could rally for you. He's God. Bring my friend SGP. He's a smart. Wrestling fan who enjoys beers and schmears. So long. <laughs> I wasn't sure how much the JR would come through with the robotic it, voice. Oh, oh, smashed it. <laughs> All right, uh, Leonardo. Sorry, no cute intro for you guys. I'm not the I'm not the creative. I'm not that creative. But hear me out. Growing up, the best part about Survivor Series was the team-ups that we never saw on WWF Superstars because it was all superstars versus jobbers. Once Raw debuted, the decline in my interest in Survivor Series started because every Monday we saw basically mini Survivor Series. Could it be that I was also getting older and with a life and my POV changed? Maybe. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts as we are all around the same age. Same age, fellas, Leonardo. I think it's a good take. It is, especially, um, I wouldn't put it as, you know, the start of Raw. Because Raw started, it was an hour. Then you got to two hours. It's that three-hour Raw that really made it tough because they, you know, you saw everybody every week. And that meant all these different combinations. And that's exactly what it was, a mini Survivor Series where two random people could come together. And you'd see them for a few weeks. And then by the time you get to Survivor Series, you'd seen all these combinations. I think he's. I think he's onto something. You, you definitely saw less jobbers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the fact is you never saw good matches on free TV, so all pay per views meant a lot. And then, particularly, yeah, you didn't see people team up. You're right. There's basically a random six man tag every week. That's a mini Survivor Series match. <laughs> yep. So that's a that's a solid take. Solid take. We go to Jesse. Hello from the land of the best bagels, the best screw jobs, and the honorary oose, Sammy Zane. He's talking about Montreal, guys. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, very timely because it was announced that Elimination Chamber will be in Montreal. Yep, February 18th, 2023. I, I got to tell you, it's going to be absolutely freezing. But, uh, yeah, I got to make that. That's a holiday weekend, right? I believe it is, yeah. I'm, Yo, I'm Montreal's to, a dope city, though. Let's. It's, that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm going to have to make a nice weekend of that. I'm going to have to bring Natalie. I'm going to have to make that a thing. Because it's just for the schmears alone. We could have the ultimate beers no. and schmears. The or really best just bagels schmears. I've no, ever no, you had. know what? It'll just be schmears and schmears. <laughs> yeah, the best bagels I've ever had have been in Montreal. Don't tell Don't tell the rest of New York I said that. but No, I agree. Montreal I, best, best I ever is, had, too. Special. Yeah. I know we're all looking forward to the white hot baby face run Sammy's going to have after the bloodline finally boots him. Unless, unless it's the master strategist who turns on the bloodline. All this time, he was just weaseling his way into their good graces. And it was only poor Jay who's been on to him. 
When Kevin Owens gets his shot at Roman, you can draw up the double cross however you like. And then new universal champion Kevin gives Sammy the world title as his reward, finally separating the titles. Bonus, the bloodline then becomes full-fledged babyface. Stay mage, or as they say here in Montreal, majeure. Shh. No, don't growl, bear. It's okay. And don't confuse Montreal-style bagels with the real thing. Come here, and you'll never schmear with anything less. He's right about the bagels, though, man. Oh, the bagels are absolutely amazing. TJ wrote us and said, hey, you guys need to call the DAP documentary the Dapruder film. I mean, (laughs) that's a... Thank you, thank you, TJ. Let's see. Someone wrote us a nice long. Don wrote us about Solo Sokoa, but it's too long. Uh, Ryan says it a new name for your new home, Uh, dear Mister Rosenberg. I'm not in enough yet to call you Pete or Peter. (laughs) Just (laughs) writing to say, just writing to say, you need to call your new home Bagel Lago. That's all. Thanks for continuing on. Definitely need some more Mr. 35 under 35, though. Listen, I'm just trying to get you dip for at least a half hour a week. Yeah, it's it's, it's tough. Like, we can't say this to him when he's here because he'll get sensitive and, de- and defend himself. He's borderline impossible. He barely responds. It takes like two days for us to plan the podcast because he's too busy to even plan when he could do it. We need his assistant in the group chat. That's what we need. <laughs> One of them. So while while you might be finding it annoying that like you're not getting as much dip as you like, just know the reason you're getting as much as you are is because of all of us working to make that happen and trying to schedule in a way that we can get him on. So we will do our best. I'm, I really have to imagine things will calm down. Let's go to Jason who says, hey, sweet eat. <laughs> Undershirt guy Greg and Dip Flair. I used to be team undershirt 1,000% until a woman at my work made a comment that she always noticed it. From then on, I've taken the hint and began sans undershirt. It's liberating, Greg. Less laundry, more comfort. Undershirts are the tidy whities of the upper body. Repug. Same age, Jason. I think... Two things. Two things. Oh, another undershirt email here. Two things on Jason. One, you should have taken that hint straight to HR. Number one. Every every time you wear an undershirt, she has a she has a comment. <laughs> I mean, come on. Human human resources, sexual harassment. Sexual. So, listen, she's commenting she's commenting on his his it's undergarment. It's an undergarment. We don't need we don't need the commentary every day. Um and then I think the undershirt thing, I was talking to Zach Linder about this. I think it's cultural because a, a lot of black people hit me up and was like, that's crazy that you go, no undershirt. And Linder, w- Linder was like, who I don't know when he became the cultural ambassador, but I think he might be right because he hit me up afterwards after all of these, these people had come to me and say they team undershirt and said that he thinks that it's a, it's a black white thing and that. I, I just wouldn't understand the no so, undershirt. Life. So I, I already had the same thought. I I I, I think that is somewhat true, um, for sure. It definitely exists. But at the same time, the reason I feel like I'm in a uniquely good spot to speak on this uh-huh. is that it was always my way of life too. It was. It was always. I had to. And now I wear them in almost no situation. I don't like them under. I wear them under hoodies. I don't like them under crewnecks. I don't like them under button downs. I certainly don't like them under a collar shirt, like just a just a polo. Like you wear it even under sort of polo. Yeah, every I don't feel right if I don't have one on. Like I, I, I feel uncomfortable. But 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 that that is where I I'd, I'd say you should push yourself and give it a shot for a week because it could just be that you don't actually think it's better. You're literally just 
almost scared. Like it's a security blanket. <laughs> Is that what you think? Ryan Ryan reached out and said, "Sweet Pete, as a fellow physically large guy, I can explain the honorary juices compulsion to always wear undershirts. It's okay. a sweat issue." The undershirt is the last line of defense for the outer shirt against repug sweat stains. Stay mage, Ryan. I feel like the undershirts make you sweat more sometimes too, though. That, does, well, that's that's part of why I think it's stupid. There. But I, I listen, cultural, what stubbornness, preference, whatever the reason is, telling you this, with the right dressed up outfit, if you're going to go undershirt, it requires you get shirts that are thick enough that you can't see it. It, it to me, totally takes the outfit down a peg if I can see your undershirt under in a, with a nice suit on. You don't want that. Reminds everyone you're wearing a T-shirt. SUG, I'm telling you. I am telling <laughs> There's no woman out there who sees that and goes, oh, yeah, I like that undershirt. That's not happening. Try it, man. Or, and by the way, it's also about the comfort of the shirts you're wearing. Shout out to my guys at Proper Cloth. You got their shirt for your wedding. Fantastic they make a, shirts. You, 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 don't, you wore an undershirt to the wedding? You didn't even need it. I did. I wore an undershirt to the wedding. Wow. It wouldn't have felt right without it, Pete. It wouldn't have felt right. I wouldn't have I'm, felt, I, 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 I would I have felt like I was 98% the man instead of like 100%. That I, I got a text from someone, and I'm not going to say who it is because I don't remember, but someone <laughs> I know sent me a text and said, read the undershirts, tell SGG to grow up and take off the undershirt. And I have to tell you, I think I agree. You're, you're hanging on to it. You're hanging on. But when you come to the other side, you'll look at you. I used to look in the mirror and if I saw any skin here, I'd be like, oh, that's bad. I need a t-shirt. I need a t-shirt. And then I came to feel comfortable. And I was like, oh, this is a better look. Listen, just a thought, okay? First of all, tell whoever that is they can tell me themselves. I think I don't know if I forgot if they know you or not. Well, they can tell me themselves. And yeah, I mean, I just I just don't feel right. Well, listen, we've covered a lot of important stuff on this episode, <laughs> yeah. I think. Hold um, on, yeah, before we before we get off of the undershirt conversation, don't you think that like the shirt also needs to be thick enough that you don't see the nip and and like what's going on under there? If you don't have on an undershirt, well, you can, some, sometimes there's some protrusion. Yeah, no, that that's going to happen. That will happen for sure. Um, I've been debating whether I think it matters. The protrusions? For, for men, yeah, to have any sort of like your nipples being visible through your shirt. Does it matter? I think it, I think, it, I think so. I think you're better off. I mean, everyone knows you have nipples. I think you're better off with that than the T-shirt. Well, the T-shirt, like, I sort of agree with you on, but the A-shirt, the A-shirt is a must. A-shirt every day. What do you mean A-shirt? I mean, I mean wife beaters, but I was trying to call it not a wife beater. And by the way, I don't even understand how that's effective from a comfort standpoint, considering your whole upper part of your torso is not covered by the shirt. Like, you still have your shoulders touching the shirt. Um, it doesn't even have anything covering your armpits, so the sweat stain thing is out. Yeah, the sweat stain thing was not was not really my concern. It was just it was like comfort. It just feels better with like the whole outfit. I feel like feels better with the with the a shirt or some type of barrier. And it, it might be the nip. It might be the nip thing though. It might be the nip thing that I was talking be about. Be free, man. Be f like Janet Jackson. Free the nip. You know, <laughs> we didn't see Janet Jackson again for another decade after she freed it. It's a different kind of situation. Um, everyone, we will see you next week. And I'm still waiting for some submissions. Haven't seen any. If anyone out there wants to try to make. Well, I sent shirt. you one. You did? Yeah. Well, we'll, said, get, we'll get back on. I'll text you again. We'll, I, you might have missed it. To me personally or to the group? To you personally. Oh, you did? Hold on. I sent you one. There might be another one coming in. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. You did. We I totally to, missed. We it. have to. Um, wow. Revise it a little bit, but. Yeah, I'm actually not mad at that. No, I'm not either. That's why I'm, I was shocked when. Uh, who who sent that to you? Uh, Jonathan Bartlett. He does does some artwork for the Ringer. He does some stuff for WWE. That WrestleMania poster that you can see in the corner. 
the top corner of yeah, the he frame did that. Mine. He did that. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, I love this. I'm sorry I didn't look at it sooner. Um, I, are we spelling it the way he spelled it though? No, I think we go. I think we drop in the U. Yeah, we drop the U. I think we go yeah. honorary juice. But also, we need that like smaller somewhere, and so we can get like a we the chosen ones. Well, but that's that's the thing. I I I, I want to think of a way to combine the shirts. I mean, I guess we could. I guess we could do them as a tandem pack. Okay. You can get, you can get the we the chosen ones or the honorary juice. But I do love this design. Very cool. I would also maybe say let's fade the Jewish stars. They look a little aggressive. <laughs> There's like maybe too many or they're too dark. But like I love that he has the cheap heat logo in there. So what I was thinking was though, I was thinking that maybe we should recreate the classic Bloodline shirt. Oh, the one with Taman and and at the table. Uh huh. I sort of feel like that. Like. That could be pretty cool. If someone could come up with the cartoon of that, of them sitting around the table, I think that could be pretty cool. And then you could either do honorary juice on the back. No, or maybe you have to do We the Chosen Ones on the back. Maybe on the sleeve you have an honorary juice hit. You know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's where that should go, on the sleeve. Yeah, like that way you get it on one shirt. There's a picture of everyone on front. We the chosen ones on the back, honorary juice hit on the sleeve. E, that might be fire if someone yeah. could do it. And I would, but I mean, I'll tell you what, the one he has right now, though, we'll, 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 either way, um, we'll make sure people see it. It's awesome. So, Jonathan, thank you. Please feel free to send them our email, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. SGG, do me a favor this week. Please, please, please take it easy. <laughs> Stay mage, Pete. But I know you're going to do that already. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M -m 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 Mitch. <laughs>